Welcome to episode 98 of Inside Job with V and Pam. This week, we are welcoming back our friend and fellow coach, Jim Graziano. Pam, V, and Jim dig in deeper to the idea of living big with boundaries, integrity, and generosity. As Jim so eloquently says, it's not necessarily something that's instinctual or comfortable. What I am grateful for in this understanding about boundaries, integrity, and generosity is that it starts with me. And that is only one pearl of wisdom. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head to today's episode, I'd like to tell you about a couple of offerings from Vila Bassi Transformational Coaching. The first is a free oracle card reading. This is a brief introduction into the ways that oracle cards can bring you clarity and help you remember what's most important to you so that you can find your next right action along your life journey. The second is a mini coaching session. If you're curious about coaching or cards, or just have a couple of questions before you dive in deeper, you can find the links to both of these in the show notes, and I look forward to meeting you for a card reading or a quick chat. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) I felt that sigh. It landed for me very solidly, and I feel very much the same. Yeah, I just, I just, I just have had a little like tech stuff, but it's, I'm going to just say it's over for the day. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. It's life, right? And this, we are now, I talked about this last week, when we record, it's not when we necessarily publish, but when we're recording this, we are at the beginning of February. We are right on the cusp in between the darkest days of winter and emerging into spring. Mm. So it's like Groundhog Day-ish. Some people call it in bulk. If you follow the wheel of the year, it's just kind of a midpoint and it's a beautiful tipping point out here in the Northeast. I'm definitely noticing more sunlight earlier in the morning, which is always a beautiful surprise. Um, And just feeling that energy of awakening is really lovely. Mm. 
So oh. welcome to Imbolc. Yes. <laughs> that just kind of connected for me. I've never heard of that. So excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I'm going to ask you quickly how you're, I don't yeah. mean to rush you. No. I'm going to ask you how you're being and I am holding my excitement a little bit at bay, but not really. Yeah. Oh no. Because we have I, something special today. We so. have something very special. Um, we have someone very special. Let me yes. retract and yes. rephrase. <laughs> Um, after you just shared that, here is how I'm being. I, I have felt like things were sort of roller coastery, but really I just feel very settled. And I, I think it really just happened, uh, started to really kind of sink in last night. <sighs> you can handle all this. And this is, you know, this is the morning after some things happened in this week. And you know, I just am feeling really settled. And sometimes I forget that that is the thing that always naturally follows those ups and downs for me. So the in bulk part was like, oh, it's kind of this transition. And, but I'm, I'm really feeling settled and I'm going to say that word one more time. So thank you. Mm, That's beautiful. Well, let me ask you, Virginia B, how are you being? I am being settled and grounded and also feeling forward momentum. And the reason that settled is important in this equation for me is that in the past, I have felt this rising tide of energy and been like, woo, I'm going surfing and just kind of jumping on it all, you know, full-fledged euphoria with stars in my eyes and like, I don't care where this is taking me. I just want to go. And I, and that's lovely. And um, coming down from that, because it's all a cycle, right? As you just mentioned, coming down from that euphoria has always been like, oh, now what? So recognizing it as you just have, oh, this transitionary feeling is just part of the cycle for me. It's part of my process. And we even talked about this last week when we talked about living big, um, recognizing this, this desire to just jump into the euphoria pool and being like, honey, that is a delicious sensation and it's so compelling. And what if we just took a sip of that and instead you use that energy to create some of the stuff that you've been talking about doing and really taking not only aligned action, but also structured action. And that feels like a really good balance for me that I've, gosh, we've known each other for what, six years. And that's about how long I've been talking about this. And I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm finally here. And I've said that to you before. And you've been like, oh yes, I hear it in your voice. Again, it's all part of a cycle. And every time I say it, it becomes a little more true for me. And I get to choose where my energy goes and where my focus goes and how I take that action. So as delicious as that euphoria pool is to swim in, I am choosing instead to take a couple of sips and using that to keep my flame lit while I continue to choose purposeful, intentional, structured action that moves me forward, which felt like a really long answer to your question. You know, I just really like this part. When we, we start that out, it kind of helps us like 
join in together. And um, yeah. so, well, I'm going to get back to you because I know you have something exciting to share with everyone. I do. And I am so glad to share this with, along with you. Um, we are welcoming back to Inside Job, our friend and fellow coach, fellow seeker, fellow wisdom keeper and path forger, Jim Graziano of Zen Laundry Coaching and Lumia Coaching. Jim, it is absolutely delightful to welcome you back to Inside Job with V and Pam. Thank you, Virginia. It is uh, my joy uh, to be here. Um, I, I appreciate and am grateful for the timing of our uh, moment together. Um, it, it, it's showing up uh, just when I need it, which is typically the case, right? That is so good to hear. So let's ask you, Jim, how are you being today? That's such a great question. And I, I really want to start incorporating it, this into my morning routine of just settling into self and asking myself that question, right? Because oftentimes we just, I just rather jump into the morning without pausing. I have my routine, which is which is very, you know, intentional. But to pause and and just check in with myself and and be real with what the answer is. So I am grateful for the question. And um, I love the inbook uh, word, right? So I find that I, I found that January was full of surprises, um, <laughs> full of learnings, full of, uh, you know, just pushing me into a space of self-awareness uh, and self-reflection. And uh, I'm I'm happy to say that January has passed. I'm Same. in that, that, that exhale, I think in terms of understanding what is ahead of me uh, in the month to come. And in terms of my being, I I am okay with that. Um, again, just referencing the exhale, um, I am being kind and gentle. Uh, I am being intentional and focused on things that are showing up in front of me and focused in the sense of let's not have to push myself into addressing all these things all at once. So just a lot, be being aware of my capacity and being kind to myself and saying, here's what I can look at today without it disrupting my, my, my way forward, right? Not pulling me out of the things that I personally um, am striving to do. I will share with you, share with you both in, in kind of along the same lines of this midpoint of, you know, transition from winter into spring. I, I learned a word yesterday. And again, I, I, I don't question things showing up on my feeds or, or timing like uh, this meaning, but the word apricity showed up, which is an old English word for the warmth of the sun on a winter's day. Um, and Arriving on February 1st yesterday in, in this state of like transition into my, my forward cycle, I just uh, uh, was really appreciative of that word uh, coming to my knowing. And I think there's room for me to incorporate in bulk with apricity as I move forward. You just made my heart 
leap with joy. Apricity is one of my absolute favorite words. And living <laughs> here in the Northeast, I can remember with exquisite detail almost every moment that I have experienced apricity. And it is specifically about that sensation of warmth mm-hmm. on a winter day. So it's that experience of those two extremes. Because like I told you both before we came on, our high on Saturday is going to be seven degrees, (laughs) which I am not looking forward to. At the same time, I have all I need. I'm thankful. And with the sunshine out, even with such a chill in the air, when I can pause for a moment outside instead of bustling back into the warmth, I know that I will be able to feel that sensation of apricity. And it is such a joyful moment to feel the warm sun, even in the midst of that deep cold, and to know that brighter days are ahead. Thank you so much for saying apricity and... um and for sharing all of that January holy cow <laughs> i have ta- i have talked to so many people in the past few weeks who've been like what the hell is up with january <laughs> this is supposed to be a clean slate this is supposed to be like whip, fresh opportunity and it does not feel fresh it feels like stinky old trash um And Pam and I have been talking about January throughout the month of January. And that's how Living Big came up. Um, Just to segue a little bit, a few weeks ago, Pam was talking about some struggles that she was having with January and feeling like we're in like day 10 or 11 of January. And I already feel like the last two weeks have been a year long. What the hell? And At the same time, she was sharing ways that she was having her own back and speaking up in ways that she hadn't. And then I heard Brene Brown on her podcast talking about living big, and the acronym is B-I-G. It's boundaries, integrity, and generosity. And Brene talks about it under the guise of, is everybody doing the best they can? And that, I mean, that's a whole weekend worth of discussion in itself. (laughs) But when I heard that podcast and heard those three words together and thought about the conversation I had had with Pam, I recognized that Pam was embodying big living because she was consciously choosing to set a boundary. She was acting from a place of integrity, having her own back and advocating for herself. And she was also coming from a place of generosity, generosity to herself and also generosity to other people saying, yes, even in this, even in this struggle, I am doing my best and other people are also doing their best. And one way that I can help them do their best is to let them know how I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. Because if I don't tell them, they won't know. 
And as someone who has also worked on using my own voice, but only only from less than half my life, so I'm still winning, um, I could deeply feel what she was saying in that moment of taking a different action, consciously choosing to take a different and aligned action to stand in her own integrity and change the outcome. And we talk in here so much about creating change for ourselves. And people, I mean, we're all in this industry where everybody's talking about change and everybody's talking about be your best self and how can you step up today and give yourself what you need and everybody's talking about it. I feel like not as many people are talking about what it really takes because a dear friend of mine is fond of saying consciousness is a full-time job. Choosing ourselves, taking conscious action with intent and purpose is a full-time job. It re- this work requires work. <laughs> so I was so glad that you were able to join us today because I know that you in your work come from this place as well. And I want to start the conversation. I want to continue the conversation really by asking you, Jim, when you think about living big with boundaries, integrity, generosity, and you think about whether or not everyone, including ourselves, is doing our best, what's been your experience with that? What comes up for you? Where does this hit in your own, in your own experiences, in your own work, in your own life? So take yeah, it away, Jim. For sure. Yeah. It, you know, it's a great question. And uh, I, I enjoyed listening uh, to Brene Brown's podcast on this, right? There were moments in that where I was like, gosh, there's just so much focus on whether or not someone else is doing their best, right? That's that's how I felt. And I wasn't able to, in the moment, able to make the connection as to why that's important. Um, continuing to listen, it, it finally started to synthesize. It's like, oh, oh, Okay recognizing where someone is in their experience to the best of your ability, right? Because it's their truth allows for that moment of grace or generosity, right? And it, it triggers the, in a, in a healthy way, it triggers the, the B and the I in it, you know, uh, the boundaries and the integrity. Um, For me, the word itself, you know, living or the phrase living big, and then just the breaking down of the acronym is subjective. It is where you are with anything in the moment. And this brought up some some stuff for me, right? So, uh, you know, when you were speaking about having your voice be, uh, same, right? I've spent the majority of my time on this journey um, not understanding what my voice was first and foremost, and then how to use it uh, effectively. And I feel that my 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 perspective about boundaries, integrity, and generosity is just part of my being, but it's not necessarily, as I am today, something that is instinctual and or comfortable. And this ties back to my experience, right? So when you 
when I rather um, am looking at my stuff and 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 you know working on having clarity around what is the barrier in this particular situation, boundaries become difficult, right? Especially when I feel the need to express a boundary with another human being, because it creates this thought loop or you know this this potential rumination of well if i assert myself then potentially they are going to have a reaction to it that ultimately is going to put myself in a space of discomfort or disease and that can be scary right so when i think about where i am today what i am grateful for in this understanding of of boundary setting, integrity, and generosity, that it starts with me. What are the boundaries that I'm going to set for myself today in terms of how it is that I relate to the world? In those boundaries, what are key things that would happen that are going to affirm that I've been integrous with myself? And most importantly, allowing myself to demonstrate self-care through being generous with how it is that I feel, recognizing those feelings, giving them hugs if they need them and allowing them to move past in the moment uh, is going to prepare me at some point, maybe same day, uh, maybe next week, to reflect on that experience and then brave up to offer it uh, when I'm in uh, communication or relation with someone else. So, you know, just to sum it up, this this is and not surprising coming from Brene Brown. This is courageous work. This is brave work, right? To recognize that there is a tool that can affirm your self, your self worth, um, and a tool that can lend into healthy communication, all the while recognizing and hopefully instilling a sense of value in the person uh, or people that you're having conversation with. Oh, thank you, Jim. Wow. Yeah, I am soaking that in. Um, I, there's a couple things I'm really curious about. Um, I really love that you said it's subjective because, you know, in any given moment, <laughs> Um, we could feel wildly different. And I don't know if I've thought of it that way before. I think I come from this place of kind of all or nothing. And I've really, really um, changed that. But it still kind of is the first thought before I go a different direction. And so that was just that just really struck me. Um, and I, I love how you talked about generosity in terms of self-care. Um, and I'm I'm curious if this is somewhat of a new thing to you in the span of your life. Um, so let me ask you that first, like maybe how did self-care start to crop up for you and, and how long have you been doing that? <laughs> Five minutes. Yeah. As you say, four, four minutes and 32 seconds. Yes. No, you know, I think it's, there's always been a component of just kind of making sure I'm okay, uh, just, you know, that, that goes into yeah. you know, the brain function, right? Fight or flight, because even when we're in that space of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever, you know, wherever we are in terms of how that's defined today, 
even allowing yourself to step into that space is, an, is a component of self-care, right? Yeah. Uh, but when we when we think of wellness, then there's the, the concept is more intentional. Um, I think I shared with you, I can't remember in our last conversation, I was uh, navigating a divorce. And part of the the reasoning behind our um, uh, expired relationship, as John Kim puts it, uh, was that I was finding myself in this space of deep introspection and connecting to ideas and behaviors and routines and and things that were specific to me, right? Um, so I would say, Pam, to answer your question, probably, uh, what is this, 2023 now? Uh, I would say since about 2017, there has been a focused yeah. effort on just my well-being and and how it is I contribute contribute through action um or thought and or thought uh my well-being so I, I what, what's that about six years yeah and and thank you for that because I think that it can it can seem that like we've always been doing this but from what I know for myself what I heard from you what I know from V it it has been hard-earned and well-earned and it's it's a it's a process. It's an ongoing thing. And it also ebbs and flows. And I, I'm a big believer in, um, self-acceptance and, um, self-love and, and that generosity and kindness toward ourselves being very unique to each person. And so I don't, I don't want to get too personal. You tell me what you want to share, but are there things that just really are part of what you do for yourself that, that, are now kind of non-negotiable. Um. Yeah, so I, I well, you know, uh, post-pandemic, I, I think there's an understanding in, in the work environment, uh, you know, the, the leaders of the work environment have an, a better understanding that when someone needs time off, they need time off. Um, I'm in that space where I know my thresholds and if I'm maxed out, on my ability to connect in a in a in a business environment, I, I bow out and and prioritize just sitting in the space of me, right? Uh, so that's a non-negotiable. And uh, I think another just and this comes from a from a little bit of of trauma work that I'm doing, right? So in in terms of how it is, I'm in relationship with with people in general. Um, one of my must-haves, um, or if I think of like fixed, flexible, and free, like something is fixed in terms of, uh, of an understanding, then there's flexibility in what it is that could happen. And then free being, it's just, you know, up in the air. A fixed is just when, when I'm entering or exiting conversation, uh, there, is a, there is space held for us to acknowledge each other and ourselves, and that is in greeting and uh, saying goodbye, right? So if you are going to be in conversation with me or relationship with me, it is a bow to the, the, the or a nod and, and, and an appreciation for my willingness or desire or choice to be in your presence because the energy that is of me uh, 
is complex. And there may be moments where an exchange is is fine. It's just, okay, yep, yep, we just had this this time to be together. There may be moments where there, there is difficulty in stepping into a conversation. Not that the conversation's deep, just where I am stepping into it. And if it's too much, I'll push out. I'll push back like, hey, no, today's not the right day. But if I do step in, regardless if it's if it's communicated, it's just this acknowledgement of of gratitude for reciprocated gratitude from from each other, right? I appreciate you choosing to spend time with me. Have a great day, and vice versa. I love that reciprocity. Um, it can be so many times when we are preparing to go into interaction with someone else, we have our own agenda. And I am consciously, have been consciously working on remembering that acknowledgement or that nod to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me right now. Because my tendency is to just jump in and cut to the chase. I have a um a small purse and it's got a cartoon on it and it's a gravestone and the gravestone says cause of death small talk. I'm not a chatterer. I don't care about like what you had for lunch yesterday or I want to know how you feel about what's going on in your life. I've told people I'm a foot wide and a mile deep. Um and I think I speak for all of us when I say that because we are inviting other people to dive into that space because that's where I am. And Pam, you alluded to this too. I sometimes just dive right in. And what you said, Jim, about the G, the generosity of recognizing where someone else is gives both us and them the opportunity to start there. Because I've had experiences, I don't know if either of you has, where I'm like, let's jump in the deep end. And somebody's like, no, thank you. I'm just going to put my toes in over here. And I'm like, no, no, the deep end is where it's at. And they're like, nope, no, no deep end for me. Thank you. My toes are perfect right here where they are. I want to bring this question around to you related to that, which is, do you feel like everyone is doing their best? And I relate (laughs) it to Brene's podcast, and she was reading something from her own book, Rising Strong, about her own recognition and resistance to recognition that people are doing their best. That was the whole first part of that conversation was her talking about a time when she believed not everybody was doing their best. And she also didn't believe that she was also doing her best. And I loved hearing how she was able to reframe that and step back and look at it differently. So I want to know your take on this, Jim. Yeah. Do you so, always believe that people are doing their best? <laughs> it's interesting. 
uh, and and perplexing to to my mind. Um, so if you're familiar with the four agreements which we've discussed before, it's kind of been my gateway to um, self-exploration. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, that's one of the four agreements is always do your best mm -hmm. and recognizing that your best is going to be different in any given moment, right? And giving yourself the uh, permission to change what that looks like for you, right? So if I think about, do I feel that everybody is doing their best? I'm I'm going to say Virginia I don't care. I don't I don't care. It it does not if I am putting the focus on them then there is a component of me that feels like I am manipulating my my interaction with them, right? I am going to be holding up their behavior their communication, their nonverbals in communication to this expectation of are they are they are they doing their best in this? And in that, there is a recognition recogn uh, recognition that I've defined what their best should be. Yes. And I cannot be I, 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 I don't have it <laughs> in me to manage what someone's best looks like. Right. That being said, I'm going to shift a little bit. In my nature, um, I am trusting until there's reason for me not to trust. Mm -hmm. I am uh, kind until I realize that I need to pull that back. Not losing compassion, generosity, empathy for a person. But in the exchange or in the in the dynamic of the relationship it has been proven that my kindness uh, doesn't have a place. Right. So it, in, it at their core, I think that everybody. Yeah. Is is always attempting to do their best. And I'm hopeful that folks. Allow themselves grace to understand what it is that we are talking about. Understand that our best is it, it, it's it's fluid, right? It's going to change from minute to minute, right? I could have a thought come into my mind right now at ten ten Mountain Standard Time that takes me out of this conversation, and then how it is that I show up is going to be my best. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen, <laughs> but. Yeah, I think you get what, get, uh, what I'm saying. So, you know, going back to your question, it, it it is not my concern as to whether or not people are doing their best because that puts too much emphasis on my control of a situation. That's a really interesting take on it. And you hit the nail on the head with expectation. And that's one of the things that I still bump up against because in my best moments, I say, well, of course, Everyone's doing their best, myself included. Here's where I get hooked on the expectation. I compare myself to myself at times when I've been higher resourced and lower resourced. So say I'm, you know, Pam and I have talked about what percentage am I at today? How full is my tank? If I'm at 64% today and I give 64%, that is literally my best. If I'm at 27 and I give 27, that's also my best. But I know in my monkey mind head 
I know that that's not my best because yesterday I showed up at 64%. So a big component of this generosity to self is giving ourselves the grace that in every moment, even those low energy moments, even when we've dropped to 27%, we are truly doing our best. And comparison, just like comparing ourselves to other people, is a trap, right? Because if I believe I'm not doing my best, then I'm going to start giving myself a hard time. I'm going to start beating myself up and saying, come on, you know you can do better than this. This isn't your best work. What's wrong with you? And there's the rabbit hole, right? When we can give ourselves this generosity, and I think this is what you're saying about, I don't care whether somebody else is doing their best. When I can give myself the generosity of, in every moment I'm doing my best, then it's a given, it is understood that if I am doing my best, so is everyone else. Because the judgment we put toward other people, whether or not they're doing their best, oh, she is clearly not doing her best. Do you see what she's doing? That's not for me to say, as you're saying. That's my expectation. And it's not even about that other person. It's my expectation of self and my judgment of self. So if we are giving ourselves that generosity and that grace, then we, we, I don't want to say automatically, but that's the word that's coming. We almost can't help but also extend that generosity and that grace to everyone else. And that's where you mentioned self-care. That's where self-care is essential, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, just to add on to that, uh, the if I am shifting focus to the other person, then it is likely for me and how it is that my brain works. Um, it is likely for me that I am I am using how it is they're showing up on the best meter as a variable that is going to determine the attachment to the outcome mm-hmm. of what it is that I'm wanting to experience with them. That right. you are wanting to experience that regardless of I, where they are. Exactly. What I'm wanting out of this situation, if I'm feeling, oh, okay, they're just, they're not, they're not, they're not engaged. They're not this. And that is going to ultimately impact what it is I want out of this. Attachment, 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 attachment. I, my attachment style is anxious attachment. So mm-hmm. you can probably imagine if I'm pulling too many variables into an equation, things can go mathematically south in a very quick matter of time. So yeah, I, I think I think for yeah. me, in, in terms of you know really putting my putting my my head around and my heart around Brene's concept, uh, is is I, I, I keep it personal, right? Mm-hmm. Because it does create, like you just said, it does create this understanding that if if I can give this grace to myself in saying I've I'm just oh today, but I'm gonna I'm gonna forge through. I can imagine that the person uh, or people that are on the other side of whatever interaction is happening in the moment are equally doing the same. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I've just had several shifts today. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, that's true too. Oh, oh, that even feels more connected for me. Um, and I and I just so love having these conversations. Um so first of all, Jim, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for um just being in conversation today. We are going to have all the links to how to reach you and contact you. It's in laundry coaching. Um, personally, I'm so grateful that our paths crossed and, mm-hmm. um, and Virginia, you know, um, our, our paths crossed and they never left. <laughs> yes. So, um, so, and we appreciate everyone out there. Um, so thank you everyone. We will be back next time and who knows what we'll be talking about, but we hope to see you there. Bye, everyone. Thank you both. Have a great day. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email coachpamdavis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www.vlbassi.com. We look forward to joining you again next week. And remember, change is an inside job.